Yeah, so we uh, we do it a couple times a month, and it's called Little Investors. So it's just a little private um, mastermind that we have here with with a, a group here locally um, in North Carolina. But it's really to normalize the conversation of money for children. So you know, our our boys now that doesn't mean you go out and you talk about how much your parents make or how much you have or or this and that. That's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean normalize talking about money, like what it is, how you make money, what investing is, um, you know, the, like the business and, and realizing that, you know, just, just going to school and, and getting paid and then, you know, collecting a, a payment from the government, like that is not necessarily the best way. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school? anything about how to manage money. I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Chris Larson here with me. He is a real estate investor and author of a book called Next Level Income and a sales executive. Um, Chris has been involved in over $225 million of real estate acquisitions. Got an MBA from Virginia Tech, bought his first rental property at 21. And now what he does is he's the founder and managing partner of Next Level Income, through which he helps investors become financially independent through education and investment opportunities. Uh, among a bunch of other things, I want to go ahead and get started. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, Cody. I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, listen, man, I was I was really enjoying kind of our off the uh, off the air talk there a minute ago. And so I kind of want to start there and jump into that. And um, you had mentioned you have two boys, um, I think nine and eight, right? Uh, well, now they are uh, soon to be 11 and nine. Yeah. Oh, 11 and nine. Sorry. All right. So um, you're in a really kind of... Uh, fun time to I think start planting seeds and so I'm curious like I know that you teach for a living outside right to, to people to help them get to financial freedom those kind of things but what are you kind of teaching on the inside as you as you're dealing with your kids and what's your what are your strategies there yeah no I appreciate that and it's one thing you think about okay I'm, I'm helping people achieve financial independence where you know we have the podcast we have the book you know, we walked through all this stuff and I thought, okay, how am I going to teach my own children? So I've thought a lot about this the last five years, Cody, and we have a few different things. And we're actually part of a, a small little children's mastermind here in North Carolina, where we get the kids on a couple times a month and they're on a zoom call and they talk about money, they talk about business, they talk about, you know, they're starting a YouTube channel. Um, so the first thing is making it normal and natural to talk about these things, to talk about from a very young age. Um, what we do from a fundamental level, I want my boys to understand that there's different ways to money and they can challenge the paradigms that the world has. So 
to do that, I want them to understand there's a salary. So they get an allowance, they get a dollar a day. Now, if they don't perform, let's say they skip class, their Zoom class, they don't get their allowance. Let's say they don't do their chores around the house, they don't get their allowance. So they can lose that salary, you know, if they don't perform at their, you know, day-to-day job. But then what we also do is they work for our businesses. So both my boys, um, they're, you know, as, as they've gotten older here, they actually, you know, they perform legitimate services for our businesses and, and we pay them. The thing is they never see that money. That money goes into a bank account. It gets invested into their Roth IRA. We started Roth IRAs for them a couple of years ago. And then I have that money invested kind of on, on autopilot for them, but they get to see that statement every month. And what we do is we compare how much they've made from their retire, their investment account compared to how much they made that month in their salary. And obviously the past couple of years have been, have been great in the stock market. So, you know, they'll look and be like, wow, I made, you know, a few hundred dollars this month. Whereas I only made say 25 bucks, you know, in, in my salary. And then I asked him, I said, now, what would you rather do? Would you rather invest or would you rather work for your money? And they're like, well, of course I'd rather invest dad. So the boys have come to say, we want to be investors like you, but I always go back and say, well, you can't invest if you don't have any money. So then we talk about different ways that they can make money. Um, and one of those ways is they started a jump rope company a few years ago. So they, they sourced jump ropes from China. I helped them with that. I actually gave them a loan and they had to pay me for the privilege of that to use my credit card. And then they would sell them, you know, just face to face at the gym, at the CrossFit gym we went to. So they buy these uh, jump ropes for about five bucks and then they'd sell them for $10, 100% profit. They would learn business, they would learn sales skills, and then they would also learn things like quality control, accounting, those sorts of things. Man, I absolutely love that. <clears throat> you know, um, it's, and I'm sure you're having a blast doing it too, right? Like is being being dad oh, and kind yeah. of the uh, yeah the mentor I guess would be the <laughs> the mentor hat. But well, I just you go ahead. Yeah, what, yeah. What's what's fun is when they you know when you start having conversations and my older son he's not the academic one, so he's like I want to be an investor like you. And then you start having conversations like, well, how are you going to get money to invest? And he's a little confused because he doesn't know like what he would do. Whereas his younger brother's like, I'm going to be an engineer and design cars. I'm like, well, you might want to do aerospace because cars are going to be flying, you know, and very shortly. And you start to talk about things like sales, which I did and say, Hey, you know, you could be good at sales, son. And his, the light bulbs start going off and it gives them more confidence that, you know, there's a place in the world and there's different ways to make money, whether it's, you know, swinging a hammer, like my stepfather, or, you know, it's, it's medical sales that I did for 18 years that I've now transitioned out of, or it's, you know, going to working on wall street. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> that's one of the things that like, uh, I think it's Einstein, right? That said, if you judge a fish by his ability to uh, climb a tree, uh, he'll always think he's stupid. <laughs> right? I, don't, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I love the fact that you're like, hey, no, there's tons of, there's, there's, everyone's got their own zone of genius, you know, and traditional schooling doesn't have to, uh, doesn't have to determine how successful you're going to be. And I love the Robert Kiyosaki quote that it's always stuck with me, which is that my banker has never asked for my report card. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, um, huge influence. Yeah. It's amazing. You, I'm, I'm shocked at how many people I would say 90% of the people I've interviewed, and I'm almost close to 150 in the last year and a half that are super high awesome. achievers that, uh, if I bring up books, rich dad, poor dad comes up, 
Like it just com- it always it's comes it, up. I don't I don't have a lot of books on my bookshelf. I, I keep digital, but I got a I got one that Robert himself gave me. So it's, it's that's back. fantastic. They um so let's talk yeah. about that. So did that was that of an influence for you at 21? Was that how you got started in real estate? Uh, it certainly was one of them. So I'm trying to remember uh, the exact time that I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, but I was in. I, I've always been a I've always been a reader. You know, I always yeah. read. I mean, whether it was books or magazines and. Um, I've, I've enjoyed it. So when I was in college and I talk about this in my book. So if, if, if you're listening today and you want to kind of learn more about my story, you can check out our website, nextlevelincome.com and click on the book link. You can get a free copy there. Awesome. Um, in, the, in there, I do talk about how, you know, I went through this period of my life. I lost my best friend. I was racing my bicycle and I was trying to figure out the best path for me when I, I decided to quit cycling and I didn't love my engineering program. I knew I didn't want to be an engineer. So as part of the, you know, about 250 books I read during that period, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of them. I was day trading in the stock market at the time. And again, and I talk about in my book, how I transitioned from that into real estate. But what I remember from Rich Dad, Poor Dad is that, you know, the, the quadrants, right? Like the business mm-hmm. owner, you know, the self-employed, you know, the, um, you know, the employee yep. and, and I, the investor. And that really shaped, you know, how I thought. So I read all his books as they were coming out at the time. Um, and also my uncle was a business owner. He had a commercial laundry that he ran and he was out in Colorado. He's huge influence in me, on me, uh, taught me how to ski, taught me how to kayak and taught me a lot about business as well. So all those things kind of wrapped up around that same time when my mind was open to accept these things, help shape my thought process and my path. Do you, so do you think his influence was one of the reasons that you were open to, um, I guess, being a risk not, not being so risk adverse that it, telling yourself at 21, you couldn't do something like that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Cody, I, and maybe, maybe because I lost my father and I kind of had, you know, I, I was, I raced bicycles. I was kind of this person that didn't quite fit in. You know, I was talking about how cyclists are kind of weirdos because it's for, it's a, it's a sport for misfits in a lot of ways. At least it was, um, kind of like, you know, like punk rock or something like that, because, you know, if you're 14 and you're shaving your legs and you're, you know, going out and riding your bike, which people thought like, oh, that's what kids do, you know, but that's what I was going and doing for three, four hours a day. But that, that process of kind of being free and independent and, um, you know, trying to figure out, it definitely influenced me as well. I imagine that just in the, just thinking about your description just there, but like three hours or four hours on a bike, it probably, you know, uh, opens up a lot of time to think it does and i i needed it for a couple reasons like i'm i'm an energetic person my older son is blessed or cursed with the same energy and for me being out there and tiring myself out it helped calm me down yeah and and it also allowed me to think so now today people ask me hey you want to go for a ride together and usually the answer is no because that's my time to almost go out and meditate and i got yeah. a ride for an hour or two and i just let my brain you know, go during that time. And it's, uh, it, it really does help me kind of go into some areas and help me figure some things out. <clears throat> and so do you, do you still do that? Like, do you, do you use that time um, to really think about or work, work on your business as opposed to in your business? Yeah. A lot of times, um, you know, I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll go and I'll ride and I'll have something, you know, like going in the back of my head and it'll, the solution will pop through, you know, to me. So it's, again, I, I've, I've been meditating for almost five years now, and it's very similar to that. You know, if, you're, if your mind is occupied with something physical, 
it allows that, you know, that uh, part of your brain that's always kind of worrying to shut down a little bit and, or not shut down, but kind of, you know, go on in the background and, and solve some of these issues. So it's, it's definitely been a tool I've continued to use. That's awesome. I, um, I think about like one, it's one of the best things I like about my Apple watch. I don't like it when it yells at me that I haven't stood up in a while, although I do helps me, but, <laughs> but it makes me feel super lazy. Uh, but there's another one that comes with in the breathe and um, it's amazing. Like it'll come on and it just, yeah. it's a breathing thing for a minute, you know, and it's like a slow five or six second intake and five and six second outtake. And like that little clarity break, I usually come out of overwhelm. I usually come out of just and I, I, I like refreshed energy and like, I know what to do, you know, and it's, and it's an amazing little that. exercise, you know, that you just, it, you go through something like that. And it's like, okay, now I have clarity on what to do. And it's like, and, and yeah. solutions come to you. I, I, I just, you know, I think about before I used to own a big company and I had all these employees and like, I never left. Like I was there 12 hours a day. And like, I never, I didn't go to lunch. I brought, you know I mean? I ordered a brought fit and I just never had a time off. And when I sold it, I started working. You know, and what I started doing was I, I started going to the gym for an hour. And man, I solved more problems in that hour in the gym than I probably solved the other 11 hours a day that I was at the dealerships working yeah. with them in front of me because it was just, I had, I, and I got to identify what was important to work on, you know, you get out of the yeah, uh, I love urgent that, and unimportant box, you know? That's right. Yeah. I talk about that a lot with my coaching clients. You know, there's a great book and, uh, it's, uh, it's a Craig Ballantyne's book. It's called the perfect week formula. And he talks about that. He talks about how to schedule that. But, um, one of the things that we just touched on was, you know, meditation. And, you know, it's one of the things we taught our sons is, you know, if, if you're worked up, you know, go, go sit down, close your eyes, you know, listen to some music or we'll put on a meditation track for him and, and sit there and breathe. Um, and actually my doctor is the one that looked at me. He's like, you need to start meditating. I was like, wow. You, know, you think a doctor is going to say, Hey, take this pill, take that yeah. pill, you know, but he's like, you should start meditating. And what I've learned is you can actually control not only, you know, your thought process and, and, and bring that more into alignment, but you can also control your physical being. Hmm. So if you, if you start, you know, breathing and calming yourself down, your brain and your body respond to that. Whereas if you, if you breathe and you act like you're anxious or being chased and you're <laughs> out of breath, your, your brain gets amped up. So, you know, we talk a lot about, we're going to talk a lot more about money today as well. But if you're listening, I would say that's, that's as or more important than a lot of the things we're going to talk about for children is teaching them, you know, the art of that and being able to, to really, you know, gain control over their emotions. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I, I, my kids will roll their eyes probably to hear me say it. Well, my wife will definitely roll her eyes, but my kids will probably be like, yeah, dad said that's a million times. I tell them that worry is a wasted emotion. You know, you can't, you can't handle something until it happens. Fear is a good emotion. You know, if a bear is coming running at you and you terrified and you take off running, like that's a good emotion, but that's because your fear is a reaction to a, uh, to a, a perceived threat, you know, or an actual threat. Right. And then worry yeah. is a reaction to, uh, a perceived threat that it hasn't, you know, uh, materialized. I like so, that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so when I find myself and it's not that I don't have it, you know, because I'm, I am, I've had to do some training around that as well, just because I, I have that anxiety issue of like, I'm thinking 9,000 things that could go wrong. And I'm like, all right, this is not serving me at all. You know, and that's where that, I think that recentering. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, how did you get started in that? 
I don't want to go too far. I, I know we're going to go back into yeah. money subjects, but I'm just, I'm, I'm intrigued. So like when he said yeah. to you, you need to start, uh, you need to start uh, meditating. Like, do you pick up a book? Do you watch YouTube? Like, what do you? Yeah. So what I, what I use, I use an app on my phone called, a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly you can take a, like a transcendental meditation course. Yeah. Um, I just use the app. Um, I checked out a couple different apps that were out there. What I what I started using today is an app called Calm, C A L M, Calm, and it's it's great because you can listen to it for ten minutes and it'll kind of walk you through a guided meditation. Um, I'll use it. I, I've, I used to have a hard time napping, but you know, as I get up earlier and you know, sometimes on the weekends I like to catch up a little bit on sleep, um, or if I'm training a lot on my bike, you know, I, I need a little extra sleep. I use that to kind of calm my body down, and and now I can nap on the weekends and and do that, or just take. I have a really like, let's say I have this podcast and I'm all wound up. I'll go sit down for two minutes and, and just breathe for two minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're listening, you're like, all right, these guys are a little too crazy. Chris is in Asheville, North Carolina. There's a bunch of, you know, um, hippies down there. I'm not going to listen to that guy. I'd say just do it for two minutes. Yeah. You know, count your breaths, you know, 10 times in and out and, and see how you feel. That's a great, that's just a great skill right there. That's awesome. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's shift, uh, let's shift gears. And so let's talk about what you're doing um, with helping people become financially independent through education and investment opportunities. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So I think um, the most important part about what we do is the education. When, when we started syndicating deals, my former partner and I, what we did was, we, um, sorry, here, I had a little message pop up with my internet, but, um, when, when my partner and I started syndicating deals about five years ago, it was just the opportunities. We were going out and getting investors for multifamily deals, apartments. Where, and after, where, about, where, where, how, where were you finding? Because I, I have people tell me this a lot. And I always ask like, how were yeah. you finding people that could, cause that's what most people say. Like, I don't know anybody like that, but where, where were you finding those kind of people? <laughs> yeah. So over, over my career, you know, talking to people, I started investing when I was 21 in real estate. So, you know, you have conversations, you talk to people that are entrepreneurial, it would come up. So what I did, I just, just started reaching out to people that I knew and saying, Hey, Cody, you know, we're, you know, you may or may not know, I've been a real estate investor since I was 21. And we're, we're looking at some different opportunities right now, specifically in the apartment space. We're looking for investors to partner with us as we do this. Are you interested? And I just started calling people, you know, basically cold calling, you know, my friends, but, you know, and saying, Hey, are you interested? And, you know, people said, yeah. So after, after a few years of that kind of grinding away and, and, you know, you know, uh, partnering with people on deals and raising money, I was started to get a lot of questions, both from investors and then people that would say, Hey, Chris, I'm 23. We were talking about younger individuals before the show. And I'm, I'm interested in, you know, trying like doing what you do or getting to the point where you are. So I would write him an email or I'd spend time on the phone with him. And I, my marketing uh, lead, my marketing partner, Caleb, said, Chris, you should start a podcast. I thought, well, I don't want to do a podcast. And then I thought, you know what? I need to do this to curate the information. Because mm. Then when somebody reaches out to me, I can have a bigger impact. So that led to the founding of Next Level Income. So we started with the podcast. Now we have a blog. Now I do coaching as well. So if you're interested in any of that, you can, you can check out the website. Um, if you're interested in the coaching, I mean, email coach at nextlevelincome.com because it's a very selective process. I only work with a handful of people. Um, so I don't advertise that on the, on the website, but you know, it all started. And then I realized, you know what, if, if you're really going to put investors first, you need to provide an education platform for them. 
And I, this is something I've always been passionate about, Cody, and which is one of the reasons why I'm grateful to be on your show. I love it because you teach that education component. So if you give people money, but you don't give them the education, you end up like these lottery winners that win $100 million and then they're broke two years later, or these sports stars that have the same issues, you know, or, or these doctors that, that I've worked with for 18 years that go to school, they're making a half a million or more dollars a year, and they don't know what to do with it. So we, we just need to do better as a society. And this is my way of contributing to that. You know, I, uh, I was a commercial banker for a while and it was amazing the dichotomy in the doctors. Like I would have some that were, I mean, just as so astute financially, like gone into it like a doctor, right? Just learned every, like I wasn't telling them anything and they didn't know. And then I had other doctors that were just like terrible credit, levered to the hilt, everything was payment buying. Like they just had they just almost like they'd never picked up any financial concepts in the world. And it was just, it was really crazy because it was, they were usually really on one side or the other, you know, they had an office manager running the whole practice. They didn't know their numbers. Like, Oh, I had the other guy that was like, I'd better come with a really sharp pencil. Cause he was going to school me, you know? So yeah. um, <laughs> I just thought aside from that, you know, it's uh it, it doesn't really matter that you are a doctor. It becomes a, in your mentality and your mindset of, you know, I, it's, I, I, I you know, um, we had talked a little bit offline about what you're doing there uh, with kind of, you know, bringing in more and more mentorship and that younger people are now uh, realizing that there may be, there's a lot out there that they're not being taught. And I think they're yeah. starting to demand, um, the, the there's change you know we're seeing it all over the place with social unrest and with um you know even we were laughing about today like with wall street bets and these guys like blowing up hedge funds like because they're just like no like this is not fair and so i uh i'm curious as as you have kind of you're almost like reprogramming people that are getting to you right as these investors and these kind of things and That's i had this conversation exactly right, yeah. yeah so i had this conversation with tony robbins like head trainer one time on a podcast and we we're talking about it. And i was like wouldn't it be amazing like what are our kids going to be able to do if we don't have to reprogram them like if we're just pro because we're kind of it's weird to say it but we're programming them because we're we're leading them through and teaching them these things and new stuff but i like my kids are not going to have to be reprogrammed at 35 years old to know what abundance is or to know that entrepreneurship's a, a pathway for them, or, you know, like you mentioned, like what a gross profit is, you know, if you ask a kid what, what they sold that jump rope for, how much money did you make? I made $10. Like, no, you didn't. Right. I had that exact conversation. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have that yeah. with my daughter, you know, and, and that's, uh, um, but if they know that at nine years old, like, what are they going to be doing at 35? Like, you know, and what problems can they go out and solve? And I, I really get encouraged exactly. by that. And so I love what you're doing with that. Um, I, what, tell me a little bit about this mastermind that you're doing with the kids, um, you know, where they can hop on and, and talk about these things. That sounds so cool to me. Yeah. So we, uh, we do it a couple times a month and it's called little investors. So it's just a little private um, mastermind that we have here with, with a, a group here locally um, in North Carolina, but it's really to normalize the conversation of money for children. So, you know, our, our boys now that doesn't mean you go out and you talk about how much your parents make or how much you have, or, or this and that, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, normalize talking about money, like what it is, how you make money, what investing is, um, you know, the, like the business and, and realizing that, you know, just, just going to school and, 
and getting paid and then, you know, collecting a, a payment from the government, like that is not necessarily the best way. And I actually, I, I hate the word and the concept of retirement. Like that's, that's why I wrote my book and I have the next level income strategy, which is, it's not to retire, it's to achieve financial independence, because in my opinion, that's how you become the best person. And I think it's like, you were talking about reprogramming, Cody, I think it's very dangerous and not to get political, but it's very dangerous when you condition someone to depend on either another person or the government because they stop looking for ways to become self-sufficient. They stop looking for solutions. And entrepreneurs are the ones in this world that not only create jobs and keep this economy running, but if, if you're a fan of your iPhone, if you're a fan of Tesla, if you're a fan of you know, in any of these technologies that are out there, those came from entrepreneurs, from people trying to solve a problem and ultimately creating value. And that's where I started with my boys, which is if you want to make money, help people. And if you want to make a lot of money, figure out a way to help a lot of people. So that's why Love I'm that. such a fan of doctors because they help people. They help a lot of people improve their quality of life. And they're, that's, I think they're, they get paid what they're worth because they're out there helping people every day. Yeah. I just had this conversation two days ago where I told my kids, um, and it was kind of fun because of their age, but I said, you know, I said, guys, we were at dinner table and I said, you know, it's like, if you figure out how to get paid for results instead of your time, I was like, you're going to be very successful. And it was just a really fun conversation to hear them start like you know just start picking that apart and and doing those kinds of things and it's it was really cool but i love the way you just frame that which is if you want to make really good money help people and if you want to make a lot of money help a lot of people that's a great that's a great dinner table i might steal that for tonight (laughs) steal away no and um you know the the results oriented thing i just i just had this conversation with one of my coaching clients uh, he's working with his wife and you know, she's, she's leading up part of the business. And I asked him, I said, well, what's your, like, what's your metric? How are you, how are you measuring, you know, that, that progress? And, you know, they said, oh, well, she's going to do this for this many hours a week. I said, well, is that going to make you successful? You know, if, if she does so many hours or is it going to make you successful if she actually achieves a certain result? And he said, well, it's the result. I said, well, why don't you just make that your metric? So I think it's important. So if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, I want to I make more money, get to where the revenue is produced. That's why I chose sales. And that's a Robert Kiyosaki, you know, gold nugget that's in his books is, you know, salespeople have a lot of freedom. They can make a lot of money. You know, the further away you get from the revenue stream and the, produ- and the production, and you're a business owner, Cody, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the further away you get, the less ability you have to increase your earnings. So, you know, when I ment- mentor young people, it's like, you, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, being, in, being a salesperson is, is entrepreneurism. Yeah, no, and that's amazing. And it's, um, and so I'm wondering, so when you're doing these, uh, like the little investors in uh, there, and you're doing these little masterminds with them, and they're, you're fostering all these conversations, are you just pick, like, how are you picking in the curriculum of what they're going to talk about and where it goes? We're, we're just getting started. So a lot of it is kind of off the cuff. And, you know, it's really kind of just letting the children, you know, talk about their own experiences, like my boys with their jumper rope experience. Um, one of the other young girls with, with, uh, have like doing YouTube um, and just kind of what they're interested in, because that's the other thing, like there's this generation that's coming up. 
they're going to make money and they're going to learn and they're going to do things totally differently. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think there's a balance, you know, you have to kind of talk about, you know, investing in concepts, but you have to let them kind of bring these topics up that are, that are relevant because that's how they're going to come up with these, these ideas that are, you know, exponential versus linear as a lot of people are thinking. You know, I had, um, this podcast for me has been just such a blessing, man. I get, I get a a framework with just amazing people and I get, it's almost like I get my own, uh, you know, uh, coaching session from everybody. And I was talking to somebody (laughs) and I had this thing come up and they said, when you ask your kids questions, don't teach them specifically like this means that ask them the way they see it so that you can see through their eyes so that you're, you're, you're being, you know, um, you're, you're being enlightened to kind of the way they see the world. Right. And I think that that. that's a great way to approach things when people are dealing with kids is to try and find out where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times we put our own, our own false beliefs or our own successes or failures or our own paradigm of the world in and assume that they see things the same way, even though they've had vastly less experiences you know? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder but, if you're seeing that when you're, when you're, as you're, as you're, as you're, as a dad and you know, uh, how you handle that. Yeah. I, I think that's great advice first off. And I'm not going to say that I, I've mastered that. Certainly. I oh no, it's a work in job. progress. I can yeah. promise you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, I, I mean, I think that's good advice from anybody that's working with people. Um, being in a, being in a management role the last five years of my career and eight, if you count, um, the, the period I was a trainer when I was a sales rep, you know, you have, you can't just talk at somebody. You have to figure out, okay, what, where are they coming from? Or working with investors, what's important to them and, and figure out, you know, what, um, you know, how you do that with coaching clients. Hey, what are your, like, what are your goals? And let's focus on that. Like, I can tell you what I think you should do, but until you kind of figure it out for yourself, that's, that's the most important thing. And I think, again, we have to be very careful with the children because, you know, I don't, I don't, like I, now I have the podcast, but you know, you, I'm watching my boys play these interactive video games and part of me doesn't want them to play them. But the other part of me knows that there's value because this is a cultural phenomenon that they're participating in. And, you know, th- good things can come out of that. You know, obviously it's, you have to be careful that it's not an addiction and, you know, they're, they're still going out and playing soccer and riding their bikes and doing normal, you know, active things that kids do. But um, I'm just trying to be open, even with things like that. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the other advice I got was to go participate, right? Whatever, meet them at their level. And so yeah. I have recently had to start playing Minecraft, which is oh boy, you did. something else. Yeah. Well, what's even, <laughs> I will say this. I thought I was at the bottom of the barrel because we were playing a lot of like smash brothers and stuff, which was really fun. Um, but <laughs> we started playing Minecraft. Well, then all of a sudden he stopped watching Netflix and now he watches YouTube. So he watches Minecraft, other people play Minecraft. And that was next level for me. That one's, that's a real yeah, rough. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I'm like, and, and then how about this, Cody? My son's playing Minecraft and he's watching people play Minecraft at the same time. And I, I said, listen, listen, buddy, like you gotta, you gotta pick one or the other. Either I'm going to warn you, Minecraft. I'm going to warn you though, because mine now is like, I'm like, don't you want to play? And he's like, no, I just want to watch. I'm like, ah, like yeah. it can go, it can go the wrong way. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a slippery slope. It's yeah. certainly a slippery slope. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and man, he just he comes. I mean, he just wants to tell me every single thing he's learned in there. But it's amazing though, because I got to go meet him on his own level. And so like yeah. I start learning about Ender Dragons and stuff, and I'm like, but you know, it's uh, I I think that um that's been part of it that I've learned a lot about is that like I try to I try to really cherish those times because you know I know in my head it's not going to be there forever but it may be if i if i don't if if i don't show interest in his interest now i worry that he's not going to show interest in my interest later i think that's fantastic advice um i just made a big move cody i i I resigned from my role in the medical device industry so spent spent 18 years and i'm walking away from that and congratulations i I appreciate it thank you (laughs) um and the big motivation was to spend more time with my boys. My, as I mentioned, my father died at five. I, I know that time is precious in these yeah. moments. You can't let them, you know, go by, uh, but also led to an interesting conversation. So my, one of my sons said, well, if you don't go to work, how are you going to have money to pay for things to, you know, for like the house and everything? I so, me too, dad. I got seven bucks a week coming. What are you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I love it. So, um, but it, it led to a great, you know, so we talked about, you know, spending more time together and what we're going to do. And then it also, you know, it opened up, you know, the conversation about investments and passive income that was coming in and, and, you know, how that the choices we made that allowed us to do this and spend time together. So, um, you know, again, kind of, you know, the, the core of all that is, are those moments with the, yeah. the kids. And I was like, you know what, if I don't do this now and in, in five years, you know, they're not going to be playing or watching Minecraft. They're going to be driving out with their friends and, you know, doing stuff and not asking me to snuggle with them, you know, before yes. bedtime, which, uh, I know that window is coming to a close. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. It's, uh, um, but I, you know, unfortunately for me, I'm in the same boat with, uh, losing my father, young Ellison at 19, uh, wasn't five, but it was, you know, um, sudden unexpected. And I think that, you know, looking back, it's been such a teaching lesson for me and the fact that like, I know the things that he planted showed up a lot later because I've used a lot of it. Right. And so I try to focus on those same things because if I wasn't here tomorrow, hopefully they've planted those seeds that, that he did with me. And, um, you know, it, it's, ha- it's helped shape me as a dad. And the reason I said congratulations is because about two, what was it? Yep, about two years ago, uh, I walked into a dream job and quit because I wanted wow. to go home. I wanted to be at home with my kids for a while, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I didn't do anything for about three months. Like literally, I did nothing. We just we just hung out. I threw them around in the pool. We played. We did video games. We did. I mean, I didn't do anything. It was an amazing time. And uh, you know, now I work from home. I'm here for them a lot. I think they've gotten a lot more used to it. They don't really understand. I used to be gone seventy hours a week, but um, yeah. but you won't regret that because it, it again for me it's it's an irreplaceable time. And I think that's what you're kind of Absolutely. talking about. Like you know, it, you know, five six years yeah. from now. Um, you know, maybe they'll hang out and watch a TV show with you once in a while, but it's not going to be the yeah. same, you know, as it is now. So yeah, I'm excited. I'll, I'll, I'm excited for you. It's probably a little scary. I, I was, t- I literally walked in out of the blue and quit one day. Like it just, it, so. <laughs> it, it, I I'd thought about it, but no, my son looked at me coming back from a ski trip over new year's and said, dad, I love you. I had such a great time. I want to do more of this with you. And two days later, I, I said, I'm, this is it. I'll, I'm, I'm leaving at the end of the quarter. Um, but I will tell So if you're listening and you're like, I can't like, even if you could do it financially, which we could, it's still scary. 
a book that really helped me process <laughs> that was a book called Die With Zero. Really? And Die With out. Zero. So I would recommend that. Money, um, Mind Over Money is another great book if you're trying to reprogram your money story that my CPA recommended to me. And then um, the last book is uh, my book. Go get it. Those are my three books that I, I've mentioned here today. But um, yeah, Die With Zero really, really it was recommended by a good friend that helped me kind of through this process. And it, it, it really allowed me to think about how, you know, you know, shift from that scarcity mindset to the abundance mindset when it came to my own head. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was a 70 hour a week guy and 110 to 120 employees depending on the season. And, uh, wow. and I mean, now I have a company that I have one employee and I have, uh, I work, five to 10 hours a week in it. And I make the same amount of money. Good for you. That's right. Amazing. But it's, yeah. I, but it was nothing. The world didn't change. Right. Right. I did. Yeah. Right. You and did. so, yeah, I, I, I decided, wait, I don't have to do this all the time. I don't, I can structure this thing differently and I have to get yeah. smarter and better at it. And so, um, you know, I wish you all the luck in the world with that. And, uh, Thanks, Cody. And, and I, and I think, you know, maybe three years from now, I'll do another one of these and, and we'll talk about it. And I don't think you're going to regret it the least bit. And so I encourage people, but I, again, mine was 10 years in the making of, uh, I want to retire before I'm 40. And by retire, I meant be financially free, like fire, you know, uh, I wanted to be that so that I could make the choices that I wanted to make, not the ones I had to make. So if it's something that you're listening to this and it's something that you desire to be able to do, you you have to set a goal and then back into it and see what you need to do in a daily because otherwise you'll never accomplish it. Absolutely. You know, it's a lot of little, it's a lot of little chips away, man. It's not like a big, you know, wrecking ball where you're going to win the lottery. It's a whole yeah. bunch of little pieces that you got to put in place and do those things. And so I love the fact that you're putting out information around this around like next level income, uh, your book and, uh, and if you're listening to this, you know, please check it out. Um, but it, again, you know, it's, it's a, it's a culmination of a lot of time and a lot of effort and, a, and, a, and having a target goal to go do something to do that. And so I, uh, that's what, that's where my correct congratulations came from. If it seemed like it was out of the blue, cause I, I, I know nice. when I did it, I would not go back. No, there's no, no absolutely. I mean, I've even making the choice here. It's, it's been about a month now at this point. Um, no, it's, and I will tell you again, if you're listening and, and you're fearful of that, what happens is, you know, if you're, you know, uh, the saying, and there's, there's a couple of books like the alchemist, but if you put your mind to something and you truly commit to it, really the universe will conspire to bring you what you need. And the amount of doors that have opened in, you know, just the past couple of weeks, you know, like you said, I, I'll make more money this year than I did last year. And it's, I'm confident in that it's amazing. What the world and and you'll make every soccer game and baseball game and all those other fun things, you know, we got three this weekend. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> all right, cool. Listen, Chris, I really appreciate it. Uh, check out nextlevelincome.com um, and, and, and the book and, uh, and then we're going to do the high impact series. So I want to say thank you so much, man, for coming on and sharing about your family and your journey and everything. And, uh, and, and thank you for being on money talkers. It's been wonderful. Thanks for doing what you do, Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. 
open Facebook, and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram, at The Money Talkers, for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.